Welcome to episode 39 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from this week in DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. And starting things off, the sequel to Aquaman has been scheduled for a December 16th, 2022 release by Warner Brothers. Uh, so that means there would be four years between the Aquaman films, which is, that's a that's a chunk of time. But uh, what do you think about this release date? It's not surprising. I didn't know they want to, that they would want to plant a flag there that far out normally especially this far out you think well that could change big time but i think they really want to hit that december 22 date of course it it still could change but yeah i'm a little surprised that that's going to be a full four years but on the other hand assuming james wan does come back and i think that's the best guess that's not official that he will be back to direct but it i think we all assume that's going to happen that gives him some time to work on some of his other projects he's got some production things he does maybe he'll direct a small horror film or something like that and then he'll have two plus years two to three years to devote to the next aquaman film i think that makes a lot of sense in that way yeah obviously you as a fan you want to see this as soon as possible like hopefully it would be releasing this weekend but you know that's not possible like you said i i really like the mantra of you know not putting out something just because you can or really fast like taking your time and doing it right even if that means waiting longer to see it and with this release date, it seems like they're really embracing that. So uh, hopefully we get something really, really amazing from James Wan, which I, I think is a possibility because he did really, really well with the first one. Yeah, absolutely. And it also shows WB's maybe getting a little bit more confident in their DC properties that they will allow Aquaman to be this long as soon as Wonder Woman was a hit. They're like, bang, let's get a release date for that two years from now right away. Let's get that going and, and done and everything. And now willing to wait four years they know they've got some other properties that can fill in in the meantime yeah on to the suicide squad uh variety has reported that will smith will not be returning there was never official that he would be returning for the film but it was expected that he would and from the article it says that sources say scheduling was the ultimate factor and that the decision was made on amicable terms between both sides with no hard feelings and also from that apparently james gunn wants to start filming this fall which seems soon but that would explain why I suppose Will Smith would not be returning if he's got a busy rest of the year. It's going to be tough to to fit in this. Yeah, I. it's kind of strange that they want to film that soon and that that would be the reason that Will Smith couldn't do it because it seems like there's not, maybe there's not probably not a huge clamoring to get another Suicide Squad movie because the first one wasn't all that well received. But Will Smith and Harley Quinn, those two, Deadshot and Harley Quinn, those two characters were really well received. So you'd think that you'd want to wait to have time to include both of them. So it sounds like maybe Will Smith just isn't interested in coming back and they know that. And so they're like, well, let's just, then we can ramp up and just get started soon. But maybe that's reading too much into it. Yeah. There's, there's no reason to say that this source isn't being honest, that it was amicable and they just couldn't figure out the schedule. Uh, Part of me also makes, makes me think maybe if, the new regime wants budgets slashed yeah. one of the easiest ways to do that is to cut out your most expensive person so uh and will smith still commands a, a hefty payday so not surprising but yeah you would think they could wait a little bit considering this is slotted for august of 2021 why are they filming two years almost before that uh that's a good question but uh, yeah i'm really disappointed i've said from the start i think will smith and margot robbie as harley quinn were the biggest draws to the first Suicide Squad film from the general public. So I think this will hurt. That doesn't mean they can't get a good replacement or get other good actors in, but it's, it is disappointing for me to see that Will Smith is not coming back. Yeah, obviously that's, that was one of my, my favorite parts of the first film. And so 
bit of a bummer to not see him coming back. Uh, so Justin Kroll on Twitter said that sources say execs are now deciding whether they will recast the role or replace Deadshot with a different character from the DC universe to join the team in, in a sequel. So I guess if you if you had the reins, if you were in charge, would you recast or would you just not include Deadshot? I would absolutely not recast. Uh, this is when we talk about Ben Affleck with Batman or some other things. Batman is bigger than any one actor. I think this is a rare case. As much as I like Deadshot and as many Deadshot fans as there are, I think Will Smith is bigger than Deadshot and to the general public. So there's no reason to replace Deadshot. I don't think Deadshot wasn't the big draw for the film like we talked about Will Smith was. So I would much rather see a different character come in, somebody else, uh, name anyone. The Suicide Squad does lend itself to that. And also without recasting, that still leaves the opportunity for Will Smith to come back down the line either in another Suicide Squad film or somewhere else, and maybe even a cameo. I, I know that's probably, if the schedule doesn't work out, but maybe he could even film a cameo, a short one. I don't think they care too much about continuity, but this is where it would be neat to see, similar to the Hell to Pay animated movie, where we see a mission, like a quick mission at the start, maybe Deadshot's leading a mission, a bunch of people die, and then he gets injured, and so that explains why he can't go on whatever the mission is, is this. I don't think they'll do that. They could do that in a smaller way. Or just say Deadshot's injured, that's why he's not on this mission. But I would like to leave it open that he could return down the line. And there's tons of other characters that could fit on the Suicide Squad that I'd like to see. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I don't think I could, not much really to add to that. Just just to highlight again that you said that the Suicide Squad, especially with that that group of characters, that is exactly kind of what the point of Suicide Squad is, is that you can swap people in and out all the time. It's kind of just the, the grab bag of weird kind of anti-hero villain characters going on missions. And so it makes... It makes way more sense to just put in a different character than to recast. Yeah, and I've one popular name. There's lots of you know Bronze Tigers name. A lot of people say, or all kinds of other ones. But I see a lot of people hoping for Deathstroke in this. Um, I want to see him somewhere, and I don't. I don't necessarily want him to be on the Suicide Squad. But if there's no plans for him elsewhere, I would not have a problem with Joe Manganiello showing up and and being on the squad. Or I'd kind of like to see him be working against the squad. But I could also see him being on the team. That would be a cool way to use him somewhere yeah like you said hopefully we get more of him in a, a different a different way either as a, a villain in a, a bat family movie or even a solo film or some sort of injustice league whatever kind of thing but yeah that would be that would be a character i wouldn't be upset to see in suicide squad if there weren't other plans for him moving on to the flash movie and the first real significant positive news about this film since the directors were announced a year ago. Mm-hmm. Michael Disco is apparently going to be a producer on the Flash movie. So Disco was a New Line executive, and he has started his own production company, the Disco Factory. Um, not much to say about that, but there is, uh, yeah, he will be producing the Flash movie. Yeah, like you said, there, it's not often that we get positive news about the Flash movie, which is a little sad. But this is this is cool. It's it's not huge. I, I'm not super familiar with Michael Disco, but it's just nice to have some development, some forward progress on this film that I, I really, really want to see sometime just just because I really, really love Ezra Miller's uh, interpretation of the Flash character. There's also an interview with Ezra Miller that's been bouncing around a little bit, like a two-minute interview about the Flash. He says a lot of things without yeah. really saying anything. The main thing I took away from it is he mentioned the multiverse, so it sounds like maybe we'll be traveling from world to world if and when this film gets made yeah moving on warner brother has warner brothers has moved up the release date for the kitchen so it, it had been scheduled for september 20th 2019 and now it's going to be releasing august 9th 2019 cool 
that's yeah. uh it's done it's in the can we get to see it sooner i guess uh but yeah i don't have any major thoughts on this in terms of box office or anything like that this is a smaller film that can do well it's business at pretty much any time of the year yeah i didn't even i didn't really look into i don't know were there like some other big films do you know that weekend that it was going to go up against because like you said this is a pretty small film it's not like it's going to to be able to pull down a really huge blockbuster right they're not expecting a 50 million dollar opening so there's i i'm sure there are other films but i didn't even look at it because it's not really right uh, one of those situations where it matters that much yeah but that's that's cool we get to see it sooner which I, i'm pretty excited about this is a, a nice unique premise yeah i agree uh, kevin sujahara did an interview with the la times on a lot of things Sujahara, of course, being the chief executive for Warner Brothers Studios, and he talked about AT&T among that, and so far there doesn't seem to be massive changes from the merger, and it helps that WB had a really successful year at the box office. He also thinks that the upcoming DC movies are on the right track, and that you know he reiterated that there's more emphasis on individual characters right now than they had originally planned, but they aren't ruling out being more connected down the line. Yeah, these are these are all kind of like repeats of the the company line that we've heard from a few different people already. So nothing newer, um, groundbreaking here, but it's just kind of nice reassurance from the the man on top that he likes the direction and uh, the way that things are going. He also pointed out how with Wonder Woman and Aquaman being successful, now they realize they can have films without Batman and Superman being successful. Yeah. To which I'm kind of amazed that they just now realize that with all the other successful superhero films out there uh not by warner brothers but yeah it just it just amazes me that um companies sometimes stick with what they know even if if other studios aren't doing well but yes i think i think they've finally understand the importance of this superhero i've had yeah on to tv david nutter is no longer going to be directing the batwoman pilot uh big time director in tv david nutter that is for personal reasons, so they don't really get into that. But Marcus Siega will direct instead, according to Deadline. Um, yeah, Nutter is a really talented director, so he is a loss for this series. But um, Siega will be able to do a good job, I'm sure. Yeah, we kind of swooned over the news when we found out that David Nutter was going to be directing. So it is that's a bit dis- disappointing. Nothing like no slight against Marcus Siega. I'm I'm sure he's a very talented uh, director, but it's just a little sad to lose David Nutter. Yeah. Also, Doug Gray Scott has been cast as Jacob Kane, who is Kate's father. Cool. Uh, in more casting news, uh, this time for Stargirl, we've got some series regular roles that have been cast. So Cameron Gelman from Heather's has been cast as undisclosed DC Comics character. That's one of that's my one favorites. Of, yeah. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> always one of my favorites. I much prefer undisclosed DC Comics character to undisclosed non-DC Comics character, like oh, I always say. Yeah. So much, much better. Exactly. Uh, Amy Smart. Uh, who is in Road Trip, The Butterfly Effect. And I know her from Scrubs. You might know her from there. Uh, has been cast as Barbara Whitmore, the mother of Courtney Whitmore, Stargirl, and new wife of Pat Duggan, played by Luke Wilson. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Uh, I've I've been an Amy Smart fan for a long time, so seeing Amy Smart and Luke Wilson as Courtney's parents in the series, that's pretty cool. And then Trey Romano has been cast as Mike Dugan, who is Courtney's new stepbrother, and Neil Jackson as Hunter Sanzone in Undisclosed Roles. Yep, so that is the last of the series regular roles for Stargirl, apparently, as they get ready for production. And then in Titans casting news, Joshua Orpin has been cast as Connor Kent slash Superboy, and he's going to be a series regular as well on that show. And they had a, a description of the character. It says, Superboy, a.k.a. Connor Kent, is an angsty teenager of steel searching for purpose and the truth about his past. 
While looking for answers, he crashes into the world of the Titans where he finds an unlikely home and surrogate family as well as revelations that carry more complications than he ever bargained for. Not shocking, but if you had any question what characterization for Connor Kent they were going with, the angsty teenager of steel description uh, yep. calls it right out. Yeah, um, not surprising there that they're going with that version as opposed to the original version, the the version that was just in Reign of the Superman, the more lighthearted type take on it. They're going with the angsty version similar to Young Justice animated series, which is what I expected from Titans. I do wonder how they're going to fit with another at least one more main cast member main hero added to the team because it seems like even after one season we didn't get to know the four main characters all that well outside of dick grayson yeah and the other thing is the the power level of this titans group is pretty dang high already and now adding superboy up into the mix i think they're they're going to be very very high powered and yeah like you said that it seems like they already kind of have this role of angsty teenager looking for a home and fam- answers about their family <laughs> already filled out in the team. So I'll, it'll be interesting to see how they balance those different storylines. Yeah, that is that is a good point uh, about Titans there. But yeah, I wonder how they're going to juggle it all. But it, it is good to see, to see a Superman family character added to the team. Yeah. On to a little bit of Doom Patrol. So the executive producers did an interview with DC Comics. And I've seen a lot of people say that Doom Patrol isn't in the same universe as Titans based on some really weird comments that they have said. So there's a really long article. You can read it if you want. But what I took away from it is basically it's in the same universe as Titans, but they're not really worried about continuity. They're not planning crossovers. Um, you know, it's kind of they're not worried about how the Doom Patrol Titans episode fits in with the Doom Patrol show and the timeline or anything like that. They don't seem to care or have any interest in, in that. But they it seems like they're in the same universe, but they're not at all worried about that. Yeah, and I, I'd say of almost all, probably of all the DC shows, Doom Patrol is the one that I worry the least about, about which continuity or universe it's in, because it's just so zany and off the wall and already messing with reality enough that it doesn't it doesn't really seem like it makes that big of a difference, especially for crossovers. I think they can go wherever they want and have a, a plausible explanation of how they ended up there. Yeah, that's fair. I think I would prefer them to be in the same universe unless you had a good reason for them not to and i don't really see a good reason for them not to but we, we always thought it was weird when april bowlby was cast in doom patrol because we thought she was already cast in titan so it was weird that they had that news but it sounds like they could have started completely from scratch if they wanted to uh but i wasn't expecting a lot of crossovers and they talk about how difficult it would be because they film in different locations mm-hmm. unlike the arrowverse shows all being in vancouver there but i don't know i i hope they leave that option open down the line and even though they film in different locations, they film at different times. So they don't have that strict network schedule. So they could easily mix that up and have people film in different locations. But yeah, I don't, I'm not expecting a crossover anytime soon. Business Insider also did a report on DC Universe. There are a bunch of numbers here from various research forums. I'll give a few of them. Uh, without context, I don't really know what they mean. But there's been over 1 million mobile app installations. Don't know how many subscribers that means because they could have just downloaded it and then deleted it. Revenue was up 53% from de- December to January. Again, depending on what it was in December, that's that's a good improvement. Oh, it's good to see things moving forward. Uh, but probably the best thing, the most encouraging news was that Titans and Young Justice were consistently in the top seven most in-demand streaming shows. Yeah, that's that's really good news. And honestly, if I, I think a, a little surprising, I, I, I was obviously hoping for them to do really well, but that is, that's really, really good to be in the top 
seven. I'm assuming Titans is more popular than Young Justice, but that might be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's good. And I think the they talk about how the weekly release seemed to work in their favor as opposed to the big drop at once because they could get steady yeah. buzz and news and everything, and that helped them get more more buzz as the season went along. And over seven million comics have been read. Um, that doesn't. I don't know. Is that a hundred people reading right. the same comics over and over, or is that a million people each trying out a comic? I don't know. So it's it's tough to draw from that. But I do hope this is introducing comics to new people. That's what I hope it's being used for. Yeah, like you said, there's there's not a, a ton of context to compare these numbers to, but just on the whole, they seem seem like nice numbers. They don't seem like bad numbers, so that's good. And I, I'm interested, especially with the um, Titans and Young Justice doing so well against other in-demand streaming shows. I wonder with the new kind of suite of programs that come out, Doom Patrol and then the Swamp Thing, I wonder how they'll perform. And, you know, they could have like some of the, could have like two or three or even four in the top five slots of most stream shows. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be good. So I should point out the comic selection has gotten way better it continues to improve and they've got thousands of issues up there now and lots of full runs of stuff that's really good to read there's a nice selection now whereas when it was first released it was more of an introduction to various stuff now there's there's full runs of stories you can read on there and it's pretty it's pretty good i like it for what it is now but so all of this stuff tells us basically it seems to be doing well and the question is will it survive long term or, or anything like that and basically it, it doesn't know the the article says you know it's going to have to reach out to bigger audiences and so the the test of time is still out there so it it doesn't really tell us much but other than a few random numbers yeah and the the one thing that would make it the maybe one negative just for me selfishly if dc universe is doing really well is when they roll out the we've we had some news about the the warner brothers streaming service and how it will have exclusive dc content and we speculated then that maybe if dc universe wasn't doing so hot that they would roll it up and just like bundle it with the the Warner Brothers and you would only have to pay one thing and it wouldn't be as expensive. But maybe if DC Universe is doing really well on its own, it will stay separate and I'll have to pay for two different things. But that's just me being selfish. So we'll just see. Yeah. And I I still am just hoping this goes international for the fans who don't have access to it. Uh, Last up today is a little bit of Arrow spoilers for a couple episodes or last episode. Uh, comicbook.com is reporting that Joseph David Jones will have a recurring role as Connor Hawk. You know, he's showed up now, and so it looks like he's going to have a recurring role throughout the rest of the season, at least. He first appeared in a possible future in Legends of Tomorrow, season one, Star City 2046, but this might be, you know, it kind of implies this might be a different version. That timeline might not match up with the future character. Uh, and also, Echo Kellum, who plays Curtis, is no longer a series regular and has departed the show. It was his decision, it sounds like, but he's expected to return down the line. Yeah, hopefully everything's okay and he can come back soon. Yeah, although I'm a little bitter about some of these Arrowverse departures when uh, they say they will, they depart and say they'll come back, and then sometimes they don't Yeah, for a while at least. So um, Mr. Terrific, Curtis was probably my favorite part of season four, uh, and I do hope to see him back for Crisis on Infinite Earths, if nothing else. Yeah. All right, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.